Brock Lesnar could be coming back to WWE and Triple H is teasing some big plans for after WrestleMania. Find out more by searching Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On the 11th of July 2013, the WWE Performance Center opened its doors for the first time ever. So here, on the anniversary of that very day and a few weeks later, Gary YouTube is here with another Gary YouTube as we take a look at all of the Performance Center graduates who went from the PC onto the WWE main roster. I'm going to put them in a tier in terms of how good they are. Yes, Gary. Gary. I'm ready to Gary you, Gary, Gary. I'm ready to Gary. But before we do some Gary in, we've got some rules to lay out in place. I'm going to read out to make sure I don't butcher them. So, for example, we've got people like Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Tyler Breeze, who signed their deals and wrestled their first matches before the Performance Center was Mm. a thing. So they're not in this tier list because if we were to do every single person who merely passed through the doors, we'd be here until 2043. Finn Balor, for example... He was basically in his final form when he arrived at the Performance Centre. He didn't really, you know, start from the ground up and then become something. Mm-hmm. So he is not in this tier list. We do have about 700 people to talk about, though. So, editor, who is Joel? He has a name. Please hit the intro. So just in case you haven't been here before, we're here to put these Performance Centre graduates in a tier list ranking from the best down to lovely, 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 middle of the road, all right, then just about barable, and then you want to avoid the bin, because then that means the Performance Centre has failed you as a process. Nobody wants the bin. No, they don't. We start off with Reza and Acam, the Authors of Pain. They made their debut in 2016. They went on to become a one-time NXT Tag Team Champion with the pair of them in there, because, you know, you have one single championships two oh, yeah. championship belts yes. Sam Roberts of the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast he said that straight to hell so he did the fact that people call him tag team champions really there's only one champion but two belts yeah very oh. pernickety anyway they went on the main roster of course and I think their main thing on the main roster was becoming like Seth Rollins disciples yeah. and then the pandemic hit and that was it and that was it I just such wasted potential with mm. this team because I feel like they came in to NXT and they were still obviously quite fresh within the wrestling 
scene and they made a really big impact, I thought, against a lot of teams that were really well established, a lot of names that were well established, I feel like, on the indies as well. Yeah. Um, but on term, so where are we, where are we going in terms of like is this sort of how they fared on the main roster as well, or are we factoring in the NXT stuff? I think too, you have you to factor I mean? in the NXT because stuff as well. Because that stuff was really good. It was. I remember them dressing up as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Roddy Strong as their partner. <laughs> yeah, remember in War remember? Games and all that sort of stuff. So I think in terms of NXT, what they were like the modern day, obviously they're partnering with uh, Paul Ellering. Yes. Obviously going for the Legion of Doom look. Mm-hmm. I think that worked to an extent. And I'm not saying they're in the same bracket as the Legion of Doom and the LOD pop and all, or the Road Warrior pop. Sorry for example no. but I thought they filled their role well in NXT and it's a case of what might have been before the pandemic hit and all that sort of stuff yeah happened. I think that's very true I personally then oh no I'm, I'm already torn Ross because I'm like the don't I'm the, be Natalie Imbruglia I'm, <laughs> I'm <being laughs> Natalie Crembruglia <laughs> uh, I'm gonna oh they all just get them in all right, yeah. Because yeah, NXT was good, right main well. roster, what could have been? We'll stick them in all right. Yeah. Moving on to Alexa Bliss. Now Ooh. she made her in-ring debut on the July 24th of NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in 2014, I think that would have been. Uh, or maybe it was 2013. I forgot to write the date down. It's after the performance <laughs> hey. center open anyway. That means she counts for this list. Uh, she spent a while as a manager of the Dubstep Cowboys, as they were affectionately known, mm. uh, Blake and Murphy in NXT. Before, she didn't really do much in terms of being a wrestler in NXT she was sent to the main roster as part of that sort of inaugural draft if you want of the new modern era back in 2016 where she became hip hop and happening on Smackdown one of the leading lights in the women's division on Smackdown Mm. straight away so I think it's got to be in the best I think it's got to be in the best as well or do we pull it down because of her stuff with Randy Orton and The Fiend no (laughs) I don't think we pull it down for that I think she's been fantastic in doing the best with what she's been given she's had so many reinventions at this point with the Alexa Bliss character and no matter what she does she always puts 100% into yeah. it and I think for that reason it's got to be in the best I think the best to well. still be relevant as well after having so many changes like that and, and still sort of you know wanting to push forward and out of maybe the things that she's not not too keen on and as we as fans might not be too keen on I think she's going to be right up there I think she's up there as well whether it be a face as a heel or I think she's you know a lot more natural as a heel with her yeah her sassiness and stuff Definitely. like that what we saw in 2016 2017 sort of mm. time but as a baby face as well I think she's one of the leading lights of the performance centre in terms of somebody with no real history in the business before yeah. it walking in there and then walking out as a fully fledged WWE superstar Ooh. <laughs> Aaliyah signed with this is, this is unbelievable this signed with WWE back in 2015 what at the age of 20 her television debut took place on July, uh, January the 12th 2016 episode of NXT where she competed in a number one contenders battle royal for Bailey's NXT Women's Championship which was won by the way by Carmella Ooh. since then she did some stuff with Robert Stone on NXT oh do you remember that, that sort of stuff yeah Rhea Ripley in there as well it wasn't really very good she's got to the main roster and done largely nothing her highlight was pinning Natalia Guinness in, world record in three, holder 3.17 right? seconds is it yeah someone like Aaliyah won three seventeenths as I just I just pinge in Natalia that's uh, how it goes isn't it yeah yeah um, but Aaliyah I think she's obviously very young still. She was twenty in twenty. She was twenty in twenty fifteen. Yeah, so that's plus eight. Yeah, she must be twenty eight now. Maybe she's just not been given something substantial yet to really sink her teeth into. She's been given little bits and pieces here, but it's usually with people who also aren't super hot either at the moment obviously yeah. the stuff with Rhea Ripley sorry Rhea Ripley and NXT it just wasn't the right thing because at the time 
the pairing with Robert Stone, I don't think, was getting... Because we were in that transitional period, weren't we, between black and gold era NXT and then the new NXT greatness. 2.0. Yeah, great greatness, <laughs> as some might say on the Cultaholic Wrestling podcast. Uh, but, and I don't think the Robert Stone thing really worked in the black and gold era NXT. So when I always saw someone sort of paired with him, I was a bit like, what? I'm not really gelling with it. But so then much. come Tuesday came But up. then come Tuesday came along. <laughs> but I reckon in terms of what we've seen from her over the past eight years, <laughs> eight years, um, I think it's a bearable case, you know, because you got to think that someone who's been there, I know she's very young when she was signed, yeah. that maybe she's been there that long and been given very little to do in terms of like, you know, memorable stuff. Mm. Is that maybe to do with her and her abilities potentially? Is that harsh to say? I don't well, maybe, know. Maybe I mean I don't know. It's Again, part I think the whole situation. Not, I just it? think we've not really seen enough. Yeah. Because like all the matches on TV have lasted literally about the same amount of time as she pinned Natalia. Three point one seven. So it's like uh, oh hell no. Oh. <laughs> I, I reckon, <laughs> reckon bearable. A harsh bearable, but a fair bearable. I reckon a harsh but fair bearable. Uh-huh. By the way, the the attire that she's got on in that picture that I thought was prime. You see, it's like the jacket, like the Lou, yellow and black Louis, Louis Vuitton. That is some Gucci. Good old, good old uh, Prada. Uh, I don't know. Arturo Ruas is next, who is one of the weirdest W superstars of all time. He was signed back in 2015. He made his TV debut in 2018, where he lost to Cassius. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. He had another TV defeat to Matt Riddle in 2019, so going up year by year now. Mm. He was then moved to Raw Underground in 2020, because as you can see from his attire in the picture, that's coming. Oh, it's up, it's up there, isn't it? Hello, Arturo. Um, <laughs> he's a karate man or some yes. sort of martial arts man it might not be karate he was then released in 2021 after a stint in Raw Underground in 2020 and he's made a few appearances most recently I guess for us like sort of you know American professional wrestling fans yes. uh, it's Tiger Ruas on AEW Dark mm. so I think it's a bin I, think I don't know what the, si- the situation was I'll tell you something right back, when, back when I was getting back into wrestling NXT was my like getting back in Drunk. point, right? I saw this fella and I was like, he looks pretty hard as nails. Yeah. And then he lost yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So well, not like, a lot. You only had like oh, three matches well, on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you lost every time. Yeah, he did. He did. He's a get in the bin. I don't mm. think there's too much more to say about him. I think like his presentation when he came out and everything, I think he looked really good, but then they just never capitalized on him. And yeah. then that was it. We saw him in Raw Underground, like you said. And he kicked someone in Ed, and that were it. <laughs> That's all you need to do. That's it, career. Anyway, yeah, in, in the, the bin. bin, yeah, it's a harsh one, but a fair one. Hit Row, I think, is a story of two halves in WWE. And there was the bit where they had Swerve Strickland as their leader, and the bit on the main roster where they have become nothing more than a joke. Yeah. It, it's like, again, another one in NXT, when you saw the whole package with Swerve Scott in there as well, it worked. It worked so well, but then you realise he was the reason why it worked yep. so well. And without him, it, it's not It's not really hit any sort of stride, has it? Not even any rows either. No way. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. It's, it's hit, the, hit, the, hit, the, hit the bin. It's hit the bin, everybody. <laughs> uh, because obviously after Flop Dollar did what he did and Michael Cole, for whatever reason, not letting us forget about that, there's yep. got to be some real story going on there for Michael Cole just to hear, to see one botch and then so. just mention it for months on end afterwards. You'd think so. And it's such a shame because in NXT, do you remember when they used to do the promos and it was like... Uh, or like the 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 
pre-filmed segments, and and it was like them in the recording yeah. studio with all the and Swerve was like rapping and everything mm. over it. I thought that was so good. Yeah, the presentation was perfect, and they're just a joke now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I feel really bad for them, but they're just a joke now. They didn't get any help on the main roster either, because remember when they first came up last autumn as we're sat here in the summer of two K twenty three. Um, they had those live performances in the ring, didn't they? And oh, they were. God, they were. Awkward Something as bowels. Yeah, they were they were pretty bad, weren't they? Aye. Oh, bin. Is uh, it a bin or just about bearable? I think you got to put it in the bin. I think it's. A I think they've become that much of a joke. I think anything they did with Swerve has been long forgotten. I, I, think a I bin agree. Has been worthwhile. From the bin to presumably the top dollar we go. I don't know why I said dollar there. I meant oh. top thing on the tier list there. Because uh, Becky Lynch, uh, she signed a two-year developmental deal in April 2013, just months before the PC open. I know what you're saying there. That breaks your rule, Ross. But mm. she made her in-ring TV debut on June the 26th, 2014. So she counts. It was nearly she a year. Counts. She a counts. year of in the PC. Uh, just to run through her accolades, she's a two-time Raw Women's Champion, a four-time SmackDown Women's Champion, and the first ever one from the brand split in 2016. Uh, she's a one-time Women's Tag Team Champion with Lita. She won the Women's Royal Rumble in 2019. She is the sixth Women's Triple Crown, and she's won three year-end awards. The female superstar <laughs> of the year in 2018 and 2019, and the match of the year for 2018 for Charlotte Flair at Evolution. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's drop through the table and that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, it's just it's it's the, the best, it's isn't the best. it? It might is be. It, the, is it the top best? So we'll far? find out at the end of the well, video oh, yeah, of course, who is the best, the best. But it's, it goes without saying. It does go without saying. Just a phenomenal performance. You just need to say 2019, don't you? First yeah. ever women's main event. She won the thing. Mm -hmm. She's a large reason it got there for her work after getting smashed in the face by Nia Jax. Yep. That was the catalyst of greatness here. Again, just like with uh, Alexa Bliss there, fantastic at reinventing herself when it when it needs to happen too. Mm. Just like always staying on top of on top of the ball to keep herself relevant. And she just gets it, doesn't she? She does. She gets she the really wrestling. Does. She gets the wrestling. Dabakato! This is almost as shocking as Aaliyah. Signed in 2016. Wow. Made his debut on television at the Greatest Royal Rumble in 2018. He had been Leo Rush's bodyguard type on NXT Live mm. events before that in 2018. He had a stint on Raw Underground where he was undefeated for a while before losing to Braun Strowman. And then on WrestleMania 37 night two he debuted as commander aziz and that went nowhere then he went to nxt and it's gone nowhere again it's a bin it's for a me bin situation isn't it he's again. been there since 2016 remember i remember me and matthew on the cultaholic wrestling podcast available every friday on youtube and where podcasts are available speaking about a recent match he had i forget who it was against and me and matthew both came to the table saying we don't often see bad professional wrestlers these days yeah but dabakato was definitely one of them and it's <laughs> And that's it. You've you've had people who have been signed n not as long as that as well that no. have come into this. Some of them even not professional wrestlers beforehand either. They come in and they've done such a good job. And unfortunately, it's just it's not one of them, is it? Again, it's not one of them. There's got to be a reason, but we're going to be judging based off what we've seen on TV. And yeah, it's, it's not being good. So it's far. not. It's not. It's not. Bless them. Anyway, big baldy bastard Baron Corbin signed his developmental deal. Get this in August of 2012, but wouldn't make his debut until September of 2014 to take over colon fatal four-way where he defeated juice robinson otherwise known as cj parker mm. back then then he had the stuff with the lone wolf obviously where he didn't like fellas from the indies apollo Crews go back to ring of honor yes. even though you know being there because i just don't care about the indies <laughs> then of course after a little few with bull dempsey i think where they were beating people up and oh. pinning them quickly rhino as well i think was yeah. thrown there as well uh, he won the andre battle royal at wrestlemania 32 a united states champion the third wrestler to have failed to cash in the money in the bank briefcase uh, Constable Corbin on Raw, blamed for the low ratings back in 
the end of 2018, I think it was, by all the McMahons. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> then he went on to become King Corbin, of course, Happy Corbin, Bumass Corbin, and now he's finding himself again, the real Baron Corbin, with his tin bro- his, his tin? His it's- twin brother Darren on NXT 2.0. I swear when I watched that video, one he's of them looked taller, taller. Yeah. <laughs> his twin brother Darren. Yeah. Darren and Baron, the brothers Darren of destruction. and Baron. Um, but in terms of, I know a lot of people hate Baron Corbin and find him boring, but I think that is nonsense. I, I think he is entertaining. I think he's the reliable hand. You need to insert in a storyline when you need to see someone get mm. beaten, make someone else look very good. That's not to mention the fact that Baron Corbin's wrestling, as I think a lot of people realise when he, he wrestled Carmelo Hayes recently, mm-hmm. he's a very, very good wrestler with a very, very good moveset. I think he's top tier, mate. I agree with you. I don't get the hate for Baron Corbin mm. at all. Obviously, obviously when you see it too many times on TV sometimes and you see sort of like the same exact thing you get a bit you get a little bit bored of it and we were seeing sort of that for a while on like Smackdown and everything but I think he's just a safe pair of hands in the ring he's a he's a great wrestler as well like you just said and uh, another one I've said it three times now but great at reinventing himself too when it oh, yeah. happened he's kind of good some of them have been bad but yeah, but Bumaster Happy was a nice gym. I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was very fun. King Corbin. Uh, I, I, that's not his fault. It's though. not his fault. I hate the fact that when you win a king or queen of the ring, you have to become yeah, the king or queen. Yeah. Imagine if Stone Cold became King Steve Austin. King Steve. We wouldn't be sat here today talking about wrestling, I don't think. I'd or maybe we'll sit here talking about WCW. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think. Top tier in a country. I think it's the best as well, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. He's a good lad. He's, He's a lovely lad. He's lovely dog, lad. lovely meat as well. Um, that, that sounded weird. <laughs> he cooks lovely meat on Instagram. I'm sure he does. Bianca Belair. Blair, I found some information here. Uh, Blair, her real name is Blair. Her surname is Blair. Is it actually? Like Tony Blair. Wow. I don't know why I said Tony there. <laughs> I edited her information into a WWE Prospects database shortly after the premature end of her CrossFit career. Oh, wow. Uh, more of on a whim than an actual plan, she said about uh, putting that stuff into the WWE Proposals database uh, when she was interviewed by Heard. Heard. H-U-R-D, I don't know. Uh, less than two weeks later, while working on phone sales at a flavouring company in, in, in Atlanta, she received a social media message from a 20-year Dury veteran called Mark Henry. Oh! Uh, who, had bought, who had come across Blair's profile on the CrossFit circuit, uh, saying that she should get herself a tryout, but emphasised that she had to do the work. And after two tryouts, not just one, it took two times, she signed with the WWE in April 2016. Her main roster... Well, she did stuff in NXT. I don't think it went as high as maybe... It could do looking oh, back now. I think it was. I think it was getting there. It was definitely getting there. Her character in NXT was great because she was somewhere sort of. She was heelish, but she was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like she was that kind of heel where she'd do some sort of dastardly stuff, but the crowd would still be like, "Yeah, that's pretty." I good. I remember the closing stages of her career in NXT. It was sort of around the time when Charlotte Flair was going down. She got. Yeah. She got lost in the shuffle of like a quite a. Not predictable, but like a step-by-step thing with Rhea mm. Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. yeah, with the whole, you don't go here thing. That was like the big thing, I guess. Going uh-uh. Uh-uh. She said. And then, of course, she made a main roster debut uh, of uh, WrestleMania 36, saving the Street Profits from the Vega Boys. Mm. The Vega bus is coming. Uh, Angel Giles are in Austin Theory, and she hasn't looked back since to go through her cliff notes here. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship one time, the SmackDown Women's Championship one time, the Women's Royal Rumble in 2021, and she's got one bumpy award every everybody 
What's a bumpy award? I assume it's from WWE's hit social oh, media the show, bump. The Bump. Yeah. Of course. Uh, the, for the best match of the half year in 2021. Now, people lambast us for the culties doing the half year culties. The WWE do them too. So stick that in your pipe. Official. And that was for the, the Sasha Banks match at WrestleMania That's 37. Such a good match. It's another top one, isn't it's it? It's another Surely. the best. She's absolutely spot on. Yes, I know a lot of people are sort of talking now about maybe a. a Persona getting a bit stale. Maybe we see quite a bit of it. There wasn't much jeopardy, was there? No, and that's it. And now I feel like maybe if we do inject a little bit of that NXT sort of uh, ferocity into into a gimmick at the moment, which I feel like we're sort of getting with all this triple threat stuff with she's, Asuka and Charlotte Flair. She's kind it? of turned heel. Yeah. Kind, kind of, in the way that she's been like having DQs like making DQs mm. and like title matches and whatnot, but it's she's a justified arsehole. It's an attitude, isn't it? It's a justified a, arsehole. Yeah, it's a justified arsehole. The way Adam Pearce has been talking to her and then letting Charlotte Flair do things that Bianca Belair wasn't allowed to do, for example. I don't blame Bianca. Yeah, exactly. We're honest. It's, I think it's a wonderful character. What a bold prick that man is. <laughs> Disgusting behaviour. Yeah, she's great. She's, so she's fantastic, yeah. Braun Strowman signed his developmental deal in early 2013, but he qualifies for this list because he wouldn't make his debut, his television debut, as well, he signed his Braun Strowman Sturman initially in NXT. Did he? he was called Braun Sturman. And then on June the 2nd, 2015, oh, sorry, that was June the, 20, uh, June the 2nd, 2015, is when he wrestled a dark match as Braun Sturman against Kenneth Johnson. Then August 2015, he just went straight to the main roster mm. as Braun Strowman. Uh, he debuted with the White family, of course. He was then moved to Raw in 2016 to get a singles push. On his lonesome, he had jobber matches, uh, squash matches against a load of jobbers like mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Knoxville, I've forgotten his name. Was it? No, not Johnny, Johnny Knox- Knoxville. Not Johnny Knoxville. It's, well, I like big sweaty men. Oh, that guy. Um- Oh, he had black hair. Forget this. I, don't, I, don't, I took you, his gimmick and ran with it. Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men, etc. So thank you very much for that jobber. Um, anyway, yeah, obviously went on 2016, getting that singles push. The 2017 stuff with Roman Reigns, where he's just trying to murder Roman Reigns, yep. uh, pushing over big lorries and whatnot, having a grappling hook in 2018 <sighs> while feuding with Lesnar and Kane, pulling stuff mm. down. It was all wonderful stuff. Then he got the Universal Title from Goldberg at WrestleMania 36 in the pandemic. Uh, he's got the Intercontinental Championship one time. He's got the Raw Tag Team Championship two times with Nicholas how you do Nicholas and Seth Rollins which I can't remember at all God, I don't remember that either um, he's got the Smackdown Tag Team Championship number one contender tournament 2023 with Ricochet I don't know oh, that's on Wikipedia thank okay. you Wikipedia the best source of information on the internet uh, he won the greatest Royal Rumble of course the men's money in the bank the Andre Battle Royal in 2019 and he won a year award for male superstar of the year in 2018 now then mm. is this interesting or what this is quite interesting. Because it doesn't feel like it should be a top one, but just because he is that so the massive. the accolades as well. The accolades are there. I thought the storylines and character were there in 2017, especially when he was just pulling over big things and mm. pushing over big lorries. It went a bit haywire, like, in the pandemic, when he shaved his hair and became yep. a train. <laughs> he sure, he sure <laughs> did become a train. He made sound effects like a train. Woo-woo! Um, ah. But you've got to say it's the best, Andy. He's, he's one of the most over products from the performance center i think definitely and especially when he came back to wwe recently as well like the crowd are just all there for him and uh, and yeah it might not be the best in terms of in ring style and what i can do you don't have to be when you're that yeah when you're limited to what you've got and i think his transformation as well from like his previous physique to his insanity shredded um so I, th- I think you're right. I think looking at sort of the accolades there and how the audience reacts to him, it's got it's got to be up there, hasn't it? I think so, yeah. And I he's think... done such a broad range of different things, like with the Wyatt family stuff, Nicholas, of course, as mm-hmm. well, and then the, sort of the stuff that he's doing now. Go on, then. 
He has been good. We'll get him in there. He has been good, hasn't he? He has been good. And he went on Twitter and got himself in the tag team with a person he didn't much like. And it worked out pretty well. The little floppy floppers. The little flippy, flippy (laughs) hip-hop floppers. Josh Bredel Ah. is next up on the list because he's obviously known to people as Bronson Matthews after becoming the 2015 male winner of Tough Enough winning a one-year deal worth $250,000. Obviously, he's going to be the next big thing, isn't he? Yep. He was known as the Yeti because he made a noise. Oh. <laughs> That's like Chewbacca. In 2016, uh, Bredel, uh, he made a tweet referencing the lower card stable, the social outcast, as the social jobbers, and that would be the end of him. Mm. Apparently, it caused backlash from the, the superstars in the locker room, including the likes of Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens, were cited on Wikipedia, and Bredel was then temporarily banned from the NXT locker rooms as a result of this tweet and wrestled his final match on July the 7th, 2016. He was released from his contract over, well, November the 5th, 2017, which was the launch date of Cultaholic. I don't understand how it could irk the locker room because, I mean, it's not... It, it wasn't res- not true. Respect, isn't it? I guess it, uh, for someone who's not really established themselves, I guess, yeah. It's all right for fans to speak like that, but I imagine if you're in the in the rest of the locker room and you're going, yeah. oh, you're a jobber. Oh, and you, know, like, yeah. you don't have the main eventers without the jobbers, do you? No. Making the main eventers look good. I mean, this man became... The ultimate jobber, if you yeah. think about it, really. It's, it's got to be in the bin, nothing really came of it, Considering it? he won Tough Enough in 2015, he's got to be a bin. Got to, yep, he's got to be. Uh, it's all his own fault. I hope he's all right now, though. Yeah. Uh, Bull Dempsey signed with the WWE in June 2013, but wouldn't make his debut until September, which means it was after the performance center opened, and he's in this tier list, where he was defeated by Aiden English, which was a shame for him. Then he became a super serious tough man, who I remember... Back when I first started content creating on the wrestling, back in the late 2014, he was like, he was associated with chains and big Ooh. tires in, 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 like, in junkyards and stuff like that. Bull. He was, I Bull, bull, bull. He had a banging theme as well with mm. nice riffs and the guitars and whatnot. Uh, then he had a little few with Baron Corbin because they both, people, uh, they both beat people really quickly, so they would have a feud over who could beat people the quickest. Then he became a lovable fitness enthusiast because he was fat. And you've got to laugh at the fat men, oh, haven't, oh, you, my, fans? Did you, do you haven't you, fans? Haven't you, fans? Haven't you? No, th- there was a... There was a match, I think it was like Tyler Breeze and, and Bull as well, and basically the match was Tyler just running around the ring to tire out Bull to finally get him back in the ring to hit like a, an enziguri or something and pin him. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Ah. It's a case of what might have been, because it seemed like he had obviously both sides of the yeah. coin nailed down, did their Bull Dempsey, but then he was just sort of released. It, I... it felt like before 2017 was even here. I think it's just about bearable. I think. For the work he did on NXT, it's more than Aaliyah did in NXT, for yep. example. Uh, he, he, I think he got a, maybe a pay-per-view match out of it. I mm. can't remember that far back, to be honest with you. It feels like he would have got a pay-per-view match. One of the like one of the in-performance center pay-per-views. The, sp- oh, the yeah, network yeah, yeah. specials. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt like he got one of those matches. I, 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 I used to have a Bullfit t-shirt. Did you? There's footage of me on the wow. old uh, on the old places YouTube channel uh-huh. back in 2016 or 15 with a Bullfit t-shirt on. I do, I do think he had like all the all the makings to sort of, or at least like the look and everything and the presentation was like spot on. Uh, some of his matches I felt like were a little bit uh, touch and go here and there. Some of them were all right, and then some of them were a bit like oh, but. I think just about bearable. As yeah. you said, I think he's done more than more than Aaliyah. 
Mm-hmm. Even still. We'll put them in there. <laughs> Even still. <laughs> put them in there. There we go. Carmella applied to be a part of Tough Enough all the way back in 2010, but apparently withdrew from the selection process after she became a Laker girl. A Laker girl? Moving to the, the LA bit of the America and whatnot. Uh, she then signed with the WWE in June 2013, just before the PC opened, but made her TV debut in September 2014, where she was a hairdresser for Enzo and Cass. Then she became their manager for a little while. Mm. And I think it's pretty much a case. I think she did more wrestling than Alexa Bliss but it's pretty much the similar sort of case where she was a manager by and large in NXT did a little bit of wrestling more than Alexa Bliss that went to the main roster mm. as a bona fide wrestler yes mm. yeah her first match was as uh, against an unannounced opponent that Enzo and Cass called Blue Pants which is, we all know where that one went, don't we? Uh, she then moved to the main roster as part of the draft in 2016 in the summer of that year and hasn't looked back. She's a four-time 24-7 champion. She's a one-time SmackDown Women's Champion, a one-time Women's Tag Team Champion with uh, Queen Zelina. Uh, she's won the Mixed Match Challenge Season 2 with R-Truth Ooh. and the Women's Money in the Bank in 2017, which produced the most infuriating cash-in of all time yep. with Mike Kyoda not understanding the rules for whatever reason. <laughs> and, of course, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal in 2019. And in terms of, like, character reinvention in terms of I always remember one of the New Days podcasts just saying they always love working with Carmella just because she got wrestling yeah. she understood like you know the, the nuance of just mm. putting on a bit of a show for a segment uh, on a wrestling show so I, th- I think she's the best person all round she's the best she can mm. do it all can't she she can do the managing stuff like you said single star like you said she's good on the mic heel, she's like a perfect face, heel yeah. on the mic dance and breaks remember that? dance breaks they were great <laughs> uh, tag team as well you put her in a tag team she usually you know does really well in those two. She's so, got a case of the Baron Corbins, you know, a bit underappreciated. Yeah, I, feel. I agree with that yeah. actually. I, yeah, she's got to be in best, hasn't she? Got to yeah. be. She's, she's done it all. Best. She's done Barely. it all. Cesar Bononi signed with the WWE in 2015. He made his debut in May of 2017 where he lost to Alistair Black. He got his first win on TV against Andre Cian Almas. Andrade Cian Almas, I beg me pardon. He was named the future star of NXT in the year-end awards in 2017. Wow. 2017. He then spent the rest of his days as a jobber in NXT and most recently, of course, we've seen him rocking up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, a man that big and beautiful, it's a bin for me, you know. It's a bin for me. He's as got well. everything apart Again, from something to do with wrestling. He had the he had the perfect look, but then in the ring, it kind of just fell apart a little bit. Yeah. I thought. I feel like he was in a tag team with Arturo as well for a little while. I think they sort of teamed together for a little bit. They're both I, Brazilian, I, I, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, your man in already in the bin there was ultimate different at one point in NXT as well and they were on a team and then again they just used to lose like everything and he was called so, yeah. martial arts martial Mar- <laughs> like M-A-R-S-H-A yes. yeah, martial yeah I get arts. it yeah. I get that's a, yeah I think it's Cheers, a, <laughs> I think it's a bin situation as yeah. well um, how does that not become a main roster guy it's insane because like I was saying the look of this man is like something WWE especially Vince McMahon like back in them days, salivate over. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable signed with the WWE in November of 2013 after his sin, of course, in the 2012 Olympic Games and made his television debut on January the 8th, 2015, where he lost to Tyler Breeze. Then he got himself a little towel, a little catchphrase, and gave Jason Jordan all the character in the world as the American Alpha <laughs> tag team. It's true. It is Jason true. Jordan was floundering. Then he got yeah. together with Chad. Chad was being annoying. Jason didn't quite like Chad. Yep. Then they got together and magic happened. It did. Then they had like a good run as a tag team in NXT I remember a takeover match against FTR oh yeah the revival back then it was fantastic that was in London wasn't it yes it was oh London then he went to the main roster and he should have become Kurt Angle's son but for some reason they went with Jason Jordan why did they do that it was there on a plate for you 
and you mess it up, you idiots. 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 Uh, we'll not talk about the Shorty G days because that was horrible. Uh, he got mm. bullied, by the way, just in case you weren't watching wrestling, then I can't blame you. Uh, he got bullied uh, by Baron Corbin. He was called Shorty G because he's smaller than a bigger wrestler. Yeah. Uh, so he got called Shorty G. Then instead of just batting away this horrible nickname that a bad, a bad man professional wrestler gave him, he embraced who he was and started calling himself Shorty G. Because mm. that's how bullying works. And pushed through it as much as even... Like, his matches throughout the whole entire time he's been in WWE have been phenomenal, He they? was wrestling Sheamus, wasn't he, around yeah. the Shorty G times? So good. Yeah. Was there a Rumble, a Rumble kickoff show that's oh, I think ringing a bell in right. the head? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, and now he's obviously been doing great things with Otis as mm -hmm. the American Alpha on Monday Night Raw. American Alpha? No. Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy. Beg me pardon. Uh, with Maxine Dupree and all that sort of story where they're learning her to wrestle and she's doing wrestling moves and whatnot. In terms of what he's won, an NXT Tag Team Championship with Jason Jordan. Raw Tag Team Championship two times one. Name his first Tag Team Championship partner. I dare you. I dare you to do it. I don't think you can do it because I couldn't do it without looking at me. Notes. Oh, then I can't. If you if you can't, I can't. Bobby uh, Roode. No. Bobby Roode. Oh, God, do I do the, remember that. They gave him a little rope, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I that from my mind for some reason. And Otis, of course, last year and uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship one time, I think it was the early days of the brand split, 2016 sort of time, with Jason Jordan. Mm. Uh, before Jason's obviously unfortunate injury, which he hasn't been back in the ring since. He hasn't. Um, but in terms of Chad Gable... I don't know if it's top tier yet. Oh. It can't be, can it? It can't, can it? Because he, he hasn't been... Uh, we always say on this channel, me, Matthew, you always say the same thing. It's always like he should be in the main event scene. He's got everything. He should He's be a limited wrestler, for goodness sake. It doesn't matter that he's small. He could rip your head off. Even in the upper mid card. Yeah. Go, against, go, go for that IC championship or something like that. But it's definitely a case oh. of like he's been, he's been working the best stuff with what he's been given. He's been making chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what for a long time. Uh, so I think yeah. it's at least lovely, lovely. I think it's a step above the uh, Authors of Pain. I, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step above the Authors of Pain for sure. I'm going to... All right, then. I'll say lovely, lovely, lovely. I just want to give him his... G I, I know. So do I. Views, you know we've got to be fair. Yeah, we got to be fair. He'll get there eventually. Hopefully. We'll redo this again next week. It'll be ridiculous <laughs> if he doesn't get there. Yeah. Then we have Enzo and Cass, who debuted on TV in May of 2013, just before the PC opened, uh, which means I'm breaking my own rules, apparently. Uh, but by the time they got together as a tag team, it was July of 2013, so it counts, all it right? It counts. Uh, then uh, when uh, Big Cass, I think, returned from... Uh, sorry, it was Enzo when he returned from a broken leg in 2014. It was that story of him trying to do something with FTR, wasn't it? Like, he was saying, like, oh, I can do the wrestling. Then he tried to do a move. Oh, and then yes. he broke his leg and he proved he couldn't do the wrestling. It was all magic from... Uh, June of 2014, which is why they're in the, in the tier list today. Uh, even as they run, uh, sorry, so they had the, the wonderful tag team run with Carmella yep. in NXT, where they just proved they were one of the most popular things in the company. Never mind just NXT. Got the main roster, the stuff with the Dudley boys. The promos from Enzo were good. And uh, the mm. hot tags from Big Cass were good. It was all flying. Then they got split up. Then there was Enzo's run as the Cruiserweight champion, which I thought was good. I thought he was a perfect, horrible man for that light, yeah. that role that yeah. he was given. Him and Pac were the only two with gimmicks, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and they held up the prop of the division at either end, I should say. And then obviously, um, after sort of what, I don't know, what happened outside the ring, he got released and hasn't been sort of back in the company since. Yeah. Big Cass, on the other hand, he sort of had that singles push um, in 2017 where he was really tall and Daniel Bryan was really small. Yep. Um, because Daniel Bryan's really small in relativity to Big Cass, they had like a little person come out dressed as... Daniel Bryan. Well, makes sense, right? Great, great television. Makes sense. Great television. I'm glad those angles have gone. It was crap, wasn't it? Really boring. Uh, then 
just that the, the, the run sort of just petered out. They had the world at their feet, it seemed, and then for one mm. reason or the other, it just didn't kick on like it should have. Yeah, they had lightning in a bottle, didn't they, for for a while, especially when they came to the main roster. Do you remember the pop when they debuted as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was my there. God, you were there. The night after WrestleMania 32. No way. Yeah. Oh, it was loud. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that must have been so good. Um, oh. What do you reckon? Was that night after WrestleMania 32 or 33? Have I just made that up? I remember looking you at it. might them. be. I might have just dreamt it. I'm sure it was the night after WrestleMania 32. Anyway, I think in terms of... I think... It's got to be... Above Authors of Pain. I'm going to propose something. I reckon propose we put... me? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we put AOP down a category in all writers where Enzo and Cass are. Oh, so we put in AOP in just about bearable. Uh, is that too harsh on... But, uh, no, that's too harsh on them, isn't I it? Think, I think... Enzo and Cass are at the top of all right. Yes, I so they're still, they're still, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, aye, what a shame. What Eve, a shame. Eve Marie uh, answered a casting call from the WWE after a four-week tryout in early 2013. She then signed with the company. She appeared on Total Divas, of course, before doing the wrestling, then made her main roster debut on the July the 1st, 2015, I think it was, episode of, or 2014 episode of Raw in a backstage segment where she did some things. Then she had the sort of, I guess what people mainly remember her for was going back to NXT. Mm. She eliminated Asuka from a battle royal while Asuka's undefeated streak was going on, so Eve Marie ended the streak she in did. reality in reality never forget and then she went to the main roster and got stuck in traffic a lot yeah it was a wonderful gimmick it was a yep they knew she couldn't really wrestle as well as the other wrestlers on the roster so <laughs> let's play up to that and have her annoy people by getting stuck in traffic and that like her that sort of part of Eva Marie is fantastic mm. the the all the character work stuff the wrestling not so much <sighs> Not so much. You can't all be good, can you? I, well, no, that's it. <laughs> but like, if if they if they're just sort of just more, and I guess they sort of did because Played they kind to of strength, yeah, yeah, they kind of avoided trying to get her in the ring as much. Is what bloody hell fire? What's going Someone's on down there? Screaming downstairs. Um, picked up the microphone. That's what. Uh, it felt like they tried to keep her away from that as much as possible. Uh, in that she, they knew, like you said, they were just playing to her strengths more. She was perfect in that role, but yeah, just just not in the ring. And even when she made a return, uh, more likely in the modern day, mm. just after the pandemic, well, during the pandemic, just after the pandemic, somewhere around that somewhere period of time, there. Um, the gimmick with Dewdrop was good, I thought. Her, like Even Marie just exploiting Dewdrop because she's big and powerful. Yep. Then calling her Dewdrop because she didn't think she was beautiful as yep. she would do as a professional wrestling heel. Once again, it was let down by the fact that Dewdrop embraced the name that was given to her by a bully. That mm. never worked. Stop doing that, man, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, so even that played up the even Marie's strength in the promos and whatnot. I mean, it's not the, the world's greatest promo, but it's better than the wrestling. It is a thousand percent better yeah. than the wrestling. Um, yeah. But in terms of what she actually did in the company, I'm leaving this one completely up to you. Leaving it up to me? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would go straight to the bin, you know? Oh. I feel like a lot of people would go straight to the bin. I'll put her in just about bearable. Yeah, I don't think it's bin worthy. I don't think it's bin worthy. I feel like, because we've got Aaliyah in just about bearable, right? Yeah. Way better in the ring. Eve has done more than Aaliyah has. She has though, hasn't she? World record aside, of course. Thinking about it. I mean, she did, like you said, she did, she ended Asuka's undefeated streak there as well. <laughs> Never but does forget. she have a Guinness world record? No. She doesn't. She goes there. Yeah, I agree there. with that. I don't think she's been worthy. She, no. she actually did some things. Uh, Jessman, Duke and Marina Shafia have grouped together because they were a tag team in NXT. They were signed alongside... Oh, 
well, they both signed in May of 2018. They both made their debuts at Evolution, helping Shayna Baszler win the NXT Women's title against Kyrie Sane. The main stuff in NXT was basically interfering on Shayna's behalf, not much more apart from that. There was a couple of Raw Underground appearances during the sort of lockdown times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. They were both released in terms of one of the big lockdown releases that happened, which yeah. is a shame, obviously, considering they didn't get to do much. I've not really, I'm obviously not seen Jessamyn Duke do much wrestling outside of that. Marina Shafir has bored me to tears in NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them, they're, they're on NXT, on AEW, AEW, sorry. I was Let about to correct you, but I was like, oh, I won't be rude. Uh, you can be rude. I can be rude. Spit in my like. face, Andrew. Uh, well, um, again, I thought this team, you know, like the, the, the four horse women sort of group with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler sort of in there as well. That could have been something really spectacular yeah. within black and gold NXT, and we never got that. Their tag matches together in NXT as well, mm, boring, <laughs> very very boring. It didn't really they were it? they were great. I'll tell you what they were really good at. I thought they were really good at selling the moves that the wrestlers were doing to them, but them delivering the moves because they were still trying to sort of employ that MMA style. Yeah, and sometimes I don't think it worked too well. I don't think it gelled too well with the wrestling side of things and sort of playing to the camera and everything like that. So, is it... I think it's been, you know, been situation. For all the, the promise that they had of being, like, you know, MMA ladies. Yeah. Um, in terms of what Shayna Baszler... I know Shayna Baszler had a bit more history, like, in wrestling before mm. she went to NXT, but I think it's a bin-worthy. I a think bin-worthy it's a bin-worthy pair. Although, um, Marina the... Shafir, fantastic little sun hat that she had. <laughs> <laughs> Raw Underground. It's I thought weird. that was great. She did have a nice sun hat. She did have a nice sun hat. Yeah, it's got a... Yeah, it didn't work for me. Next up, we have the Cowie Girls of Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Carter signed with the WWE in 2018 after she took part in the Mayon Classic. And then Katana Chance signed with the WWE in 2017 after a stint on Ninja Warrior. She was dead good in that, wasn't she? Aye. Aye. And she had a little appearance on the Royal Rumble of 2019 where she yeah, did a she did thing, the up, thing the, up the, up the up ring the pole. Yeah. yeah. It was all looking good then. They got together as a tag team in September of 2020 and only made it to the main roster earlier this year of course where they've shown flourishes of what they can do mm. uh, they should have happened a long time ago they were spinning their wheels for ages in the rainbow halcyon <laughs> wonderland that is NXT 2.0 they were way too good for that division yeah. their tag team offence is fantastic I think it, it's obviously going to be tamper because they haven't done too much as we're sat here right now mm. but if we're sat here in a couple of years time surely they're going to be towards the top if not the best yeah tag, they're, they're so good together so athletic like I know with a lot of the women's teams sort of we get on the on the on the main roster now. I we don't get oh, I don't want to sound bad. The athleticism is on another level for them at least anyway. That that's kind of what I'm trying the to flips. get at. The flips, the, the 450s, all that kind of that 450 she does and then the neck breaker thing at the same time. That's so good. They've got good. so many tag team tandem moves which is wonderful to see for what was I guess at the start the sort of a makeshift tag team yeah. and now they've fully become the, the modern day Hardy Boys. <laughs> that's exactly what we're branding them as. Yes, I we think are. They've got to be in I think it's at the minute top of all right. I, I think guess, top yeah. of all right as well. But again, that's going to change. You'd think in the yeah, the not too distant future. No, fingers crossed. Lacey Evans signed for WWE back in April of 2016. Then she first appeared on television at the start of 2017, where she teamed with Sarah Logan in a tag team match where they lost to the I I I I Iconics. I, 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 I. Uh, 2018, then she started to move up through the gears. Wah, tish. And that December, she was one of the six NXT wrestlers who was going to shake things up on Monday Night Raw. Do you remember when they used to put yep. them in their nice little grid and then say, oh, they're going to shake things up? 
and then things sometimes don't happen. They, they, they left the cap off the bottle and it went flat. Yes. Yeah. Um, so obviously she's done stuff with, uh, she was sort of like against Becky Lynch and Seth yeah, Rollins to begin with. And the Baron Corbin thing, they had that match, didn't it? was it Extreme Rules where they when had the Extreme Rules Corbin match? Corbin did the end of days on yeah, Becky yeah. Lynch. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then apart from that, obviously uh, her debut stretch was infuriating because it was just her walking out and then walking away again. Do you remember those days? Oh my God. It went yeah, on for yeah. months. I don't know what they were doing. Um, and then apart from that, it's been reset after reset after reset. She was a heel, then a baby face, then a heel, then a baby face, then a heel. Then Operation Cobra Kai happened. Yep. Uh, now nothing. Now nothing's nothing. happened. Um, it's very much because I thought her is like the old sass, the sassy Southern Belle. That was the best bit. Yeah, I thought her doing that. There was a, I always mentioned it, but there was a vignette she did on the social media where she went to an old people's home. I don't know if she knew and someone she in there. Sparked them all. No, she was just at the window, like lifting her skirt a bit to show her thigh, going like, "Oh, you're never gonna get this." Ah, to these old people in the home. It's the heart I, attacks. I thought, I thought that was genuinely hilarious. Gee, I don't even remember that. that it, was was on, so, it was just on Twitter or something like good. that. Um, but I think it's it's I, I think it's bearable. I think for what she is and what she can do, and the character work obviously is a lot better than the wrestling. Um, the the sassy bell stuff, absolutely. Yeah. I think now I, I I just don't think it really connects with anybody at all. Not even like the army she stuff. just gets lost. Mm. Like she, you, when she's out there in a match, you can go back and like watch um, stuff on YouTube as well, like the clips and everything. In those clips, people will always be talking about the other person rather than Lacey Evans. I feel like she just gets lost now with this, with the gimmick that she's in currently. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
I think it's just about bearable. I think it's bearable. Mm. Watches the chat. It's not. Maybe it's not even her fault. It's just the fact that she comes back. It, this is over the past couple of years as well. She yeah. appears and she's a baby face. Then it just it's a reset. She's something different, mm-hmm. but the same. It's like only like slight slight tweaks, and you can't quite work her out. Can no, you? no. I don't. I I don't really know. We'll see if I guess we'll see what happens with this with this uh, sort of army gimmick thing. But again, I don't think it's really connecting with anybody at all. And by the way. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Load of bollocks. Load of bollocks. He wasn't oh, he even, wasn't in, the even army. in the army. Was and he wasn't even in the army, wasn't he? He's having a go at her. <laughs> she was in it, for goodness sake. Anyway, uh, Lars Sullivan signed with the Doreen in 2014. He, his debut, came, a TV debut, came under his real name of Dylan Miley in April of 2017, before he was named Lars Sullivan a few months later. Uh, November of 2018, that's when the vignettes of his arrival on the main roster started happening, before his TV debut on the main roster in April of 2019. Then he got released because of mm. reasons. He got a five-star match in NXT in the ladder match, of course, five-star Lars. Mm-hmm. It felt like he had the world at his feet because he looked like Shrek. He yep. was a big, powerful man. Vince McMahon likes big, sweaty man, all that sort of stuff. I know the promos where they try to humanize him a bit were, were weird. Did you, I thought he did all right with what because some of those promos were a, a, word-wise. Like, like the, he, the, the, the stuff that he'd been given was a bit atrocious. That's when he had, was going through, like, he'd been bullied and that was the yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Like... But I think with what he got, because it was just like a block of Wensleydale cheese was just shoved straight in front of him. And like, Tasty. Yeah, present, present this in a way that I guess people would believe it a bit more. Mm. I felt like he, he didn't do a bad job with it. He didn't do the best job with it, but I, f- I feel like he, he stopped it from going into that sort of, like... So, Tropey, just kind of territory that you sort of know when yeah. people are like, I was bullied when I was a kid, and now look at me, I've got <laughs> muscles. Like, I think he kind of, I think he sort of averted away from being like too tropey, like I said. But the fact he looked so different though, and was so massive, yeah, it's got a, he didn't fulfill any kind of potential, did he? No, and it was his own fault, obviously, and, yeah. Um, I reckon either bottom of all right or bearable one of the two. That's where I would oh. put him. That's where I would go. Yeah, I, it's up to no, you. I agree. I agree. Put him in bearable. Lovely. There you go. Delightful. No, no, bearable, not lovely. Lovely. <laughs> uh, Riddick Moss signed. Now this is unbelievable as well. Signed all the way back in 2014. No. Nine years of Riddick Moss in the WWE. His television debut came in May of 2015 when he worked as an enhancement talent alongside Elias Sampson, as he was known back then, uh, in a defeat to Blake and Murphy. 2016, he teamed with Tino Sabatelli, the mole. He is the spyman. Aye, uh, the AEW spyman. Because uh, he spied. What was he doing? He was leaking the. He was leaking the information about stuff, right? I think Allegedly. It was like to. With uh, in terms of like Eric Bischoff or something turning up on AEW, I think he leaked it and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, but they were called the God Gifted Athletes. I never remember that one on hmm. TV. Do you? <laughs> hmm. No. <laughs> uh, January 2020, he became Mojo Rawley's offensive lineman mm-hmm. on the main roster. He looked like an absolute beast on Raw Underground. Then he became Happy Corbin's lackey, yep. which was, I guess, the highlight of his career so far. I think. And now he's was. become bland babyface number five in blue pants. Uh, he's engaged to Emma, which is. Fair enough. That's nice. Congra- congratulations. Yeah, congrats. They're kind of an on-screen parent at the moment, but not really. I haven't really seen them for a little yeah. while, as we're sat here yeah, in July of 2020. That's a good point, actually, because yeah. they started pushing that, didn't they? And yeah. then it's kind of stopped. Because she was like the heel manager, but he was like still a baby face and didn't realise it or yeah. something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a strange one. It's um, 
His highlight was definitely when he was with uh, with Corbin. Yeah. Is the offensive not the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman with Corbin. The 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 punch the punch lineman. Yeah. There we go. We'll get there. <laughs> but I it's, I think it's it's another case of unfulfilled potential. Oh, I do you know what as well? Like some of the matches that that he had with Drew McIntyre. Do you remember the one where he got spiked on his head? Bless him. Yeah. I still think that match was a very good. I think. Moss put in all the effort in that match and, and all the effort in that sort of period of time as well where he was with Baron Corbin. I'll tell you oh. what, if we were doing a tier list on superstars hitting the ropes, Riddick Moss would be the oh, best Oh, he one. goes for it, doesn't he? Oh, he's quick. Proper does. Proper bouncy. Um, uh, Do you reckon? Because it... Hmm. I think it's a bearable oh, tier, you know? I think it's a bearable? Yeah, but a high up bearable. I think you're right. I think top, definitely the top of bearable. He's been there nine years, Andrew. You make a good point there. Nine when you years. sort of put it into perspective. Where were you like thinking? That. Like, where were you thinking? No, I was. I was thinking maybe like bottom of bottom of all right because I still think he's had some good matches. I'll go bottom of all right. I'm gonna go bottom of all right. I like Riddick Moss. I no, think he's got. I think he's got chops. I think. He, I think he's got. <laughs> he's definitely got something, but they've not just found what it is yet that's gonna push in that. Extra bit further, I and they've care. tried. They've tried with like him going for the IC title against Gunter, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Mandy Rose placed second overall in Tough Enough 2015 after winners the recently departed Sarah Lee, of course. Rest mm. in peace, and Josh the Wookie. <laughs> uh, she signed, but even though she didn't win, Mandy signed a five-year contract with the company, which was a better deal than the winners got. The winners got one year, 250k. Mandy, a few months after Tough Enough ended, got a five-year deal. How does that work out? Very interesting. Uh, on August, 20, uh, August 17th, 2016, uh, on NXT, she debuted in a six-woman tag team match alongside uh, Daria Berenato. Do you know who that is? Nope. That is Sonny Deville. And Alexa DeVis. DeVis? Oh, uh, De- Alexa DeVis. Alexa voice? Bliss. Uh, where they were defeated by Carmella, Liv Morgan, and Nikki Glencross. Oh. Which is Nikki Cross, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, on September the 28th, that year she lost her first televised singles match to Ember Moon then we had the stuff with Absolution on the main roster with Paige slash Soraya uh, Fire and Desire the stuff with Otis and Lockdown was fantastic oh. then she became the Reign of Terror 2003 Triple H in NXT as part of Toxic Attraction I think she hit her stride in that period she there. pulled it around she big really time. did yeah. didn't she i thought she was great the matches were good as well it wasn't just no, the character were. work and the the sauciness of yeah, the thing i i absolutely agree because there was a little bit of trepidation i think from people when she went over to nxc just being like ah, i mean we sort of seen what she can do but then i feel like she pulled it out of the bag oh, she yeah. really stepped it up quite a bit i think she's great i think she really redeemed herself in that nxt but and obviously the stuff with otis as well was was really fun to watch too from 2020 onwards when the otis stuff was really kicking off yeah i think it's been a well it was a very good run for for, me, for me, me, mandy me, me, me. i think i'm gonna put mandy in lovely 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 i think it's a fully deserved one it you wasn't much it's, in a fully the, deserved it's, one, a, yeah? it's a tale of two halves and it wasn't much it in is. the first half and then this, as i say from 2020 onwards i thought she was very very compelling yeah, she's, she is so good so i hope they i hope they bring her back there was rumours, wasn't there? There was rumours. I feel like they'd be silly not to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, Montez Ford, he joined the WWE in 2015, and then sometime in 2016, he was put together with Angelo Dawkins to form the Street EPs. Uh, Dawkins was signed in 2012, by the way, and was initially sort of a hype man for Sasha Banks, and that's why he's not qualified for this list, because it was before the performance that it was open, mm. even though he spent more time in the PC than most ever will. Anyway, um, the pair lost their first tag team match together to the Hype Bros, then were promoted to 
to the main roster in October of 2019 before not really doing too much in NXT, I don't think. Yeah, not not really. They got like they they sort of established their gimmick, and I think that was they were sort of sort of figuring themselves out, ready for moving up to yeah. the. To the I remember them being more vignettes than wrestling yes. in NXT for the yeah. Street Profits. Uh, they were a one-time NXT Tag Team Champion, which just shuts me up there completely. Uh, a one-time SmackDown Tag Team Champion, uh, a one-time Raw Tag Team Champion, and a member of the Tag Team of the Year in mm. 2020. I think it's obviously a case of what might come. Yeah. As well as what has been yes. uh, with Montez Ford, because it has been very good so far. It's been spot on so but, far. But where we're sat now, on the 25th, we're uh, shooting this of uh, July 2023. Last week, he hopped in Bobby Lashley's big limo, didn't he? He did. So what's going to happen by the time this tier list goes out? Well, I'm excited because you were speaking to Carmelo Hayes as well, wasn't he? Oh. Oh. Oh, when was he speaking to Carmelo Hayes? I thought that was... There was a video that came out. Was there? On the socials that was doing the rounds. He missed that. Yeah. Oh, exciting stuff. I think if if we've got Chad Gable in lovely, 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 and we're thinking about what could be still. Yep. He's got to be lovely, lovely, lovely. I think above Chad as well. I think above Chad. He's done more, hasn't he? He's done more. He's proved that he can do the single stuff as well, like we saw in the Elimination Chamber. He's got charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. That's exactly what he's got. And I can't wait to see what they do. I'm excited to see what happens if they do do stuff with with Bobby as well. Do do. Do do stuff. They do do. Yeah, it looked like a bit. I was saying on the podcast last week, it was like, he looked like Ric Flair. <laughs> what Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley. You, what, uh, Big limo, nice fancy suit. He was a bit like sort of like, hey, let's get in, boys. Oh, oh like the what was it? Um, I think it was like an Unforgiven or something where uh, Ric Flair is <laughs> just asking ladies to come. Oh, back. when he celebrates, when, when, uh, when he wins the Continental Championship. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pops the champagne in the Viagra. <laughs> Off he goes. Uh, Bobby Lashley might not do that bit. Uh, Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy, Murphy from Blake and Murphy. He signed to the WWE in March of 2013, but didn't make his TV debut until May of 2014, which is why he qualifies for this tier list where he teamed with Elias Samson in a loss to the Ascension. Yeah. He back then would have been the dog's bollocks. Yep, they certainly <laughs> were. Are they still the longest reign NXT tag team champions? They I'm might be. Think. Who... I can't remember. They they might be, actually. They might be, you know. Thinking about it. Let us know in the comments down below. Or would below. it be the Undisputed? Were they Undisputed? Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Let us know. Let us... Uh, the Dubstep Cowboys, obviously, were very, very good, I guess, at making other teams look better than they actually were because mm. they were fantastic bumpers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 205 Live, Buddy Murphy, even though he was, too, he was clearly too big for the division. Far <laughs> too big for the division. Really big, muscular boy, but he was in the 205 Live division anyway, and it was good. He got a nice moment at that random super showdown thing yes. in Australia, because uh, he is from that part of the world. Then uh, in terms of the main roster, it was the stuff with Alistair Black, excuse me, and Seth Rollins being Rollins' disciple, yep. with the eyeball match. I guess he was involved in that sort of he stuff, He was involved he? in that. Um, so, I don't know. It's I... a weird one, isn't it? Because he fulfilled the role he was given, but could he have been... Given a different More. role and pushed on, yeah. I think he could have. I, I absolutely love uh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews. I think he's an incredible wrestler, and I'm always excited to watch him on TV. And it was the same like back then as well. Oh, but again, I, I'm coming back to if we're talking about what could have been or what could be, it's still got to. Is this with it solely within WWE? Oh, as well? yeah. So solely within gotta WWE, then. Oh, lovely. Because oh, now I'm thinking about the matches he had with Ali in the oh, cruiserweight yes. division. Oh, and yes. they were unbelievable. The matches that he had with Alistair Black as well. And Rollins on the, before yeah. he became the Messiah. They you? were spot on. 
they were such fun matches and, and feuds to watch. I would out. argue, if we're looking at who's oh. in Lovely, 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 he's, he's not at that level. In terms of oh. what he did in WWE. What, where, are we saying he's all right? Then? I'm saying top, towards the top of all right. Ooh. He could have been used a lot better, I thought, in, in WWE. Yeah, I know the House I of agree. Black are gnarly. I get, I, yeah, <laughs> they are gnarly. Yeah, I, oh, yes. It pains me a little bit, but I'll say, go on then. No. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with that one, are you? I'll go, yeah. It feels weird, because he is obviously very, very talented. He's but so in terms talented. of what he did on television. Accolades, I guess, as well. NXT Tag Team Champion. Yeah. Was he a Raw Tag Team Champion? Potentially. Maybe. I've not written it down. I, I probably should have done that. Um, Nia Jax is next up anyway. Signed with Doreen in early 2014. She made her debut on TV in October 2015 where she defeated a lass called Evie. Evie? Who's Evie? A Pokemon. No. <laughs> it's a human lady. Is it, uh, a Evie. professional wrestler. Uh, Evie. Who is known today. She's on the main roster today. It's Evie. Who is she? Um, take a stab in the dark. I'm going to take a stab in the dark. She's on the main roster already. She's called Evie. I'm going for... Uh, uh, um, uh, name I'm any wrestler. There. I'm, 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 getting, I'm <laughs> thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Why is it gone? Uh, Liv Morgan? No! Dakota Kai. She was Evie back what? in the day. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, that was her name, Evie. Evie. That's who Nia Jax defeated her TV debut. Uh, she made it clear also back around then that she wasn't like most girls. Uh, she flirted mm. with the NXT Women's Championship but never got it, which is against Asuka. I remember just all yeah. those matches. Where, I say all those matches. A couple of matches where she challenged for the title. And then it was off to the main roster 2016 as part of the brand split on Raw. I remember being there. I guess her main storyline before the pandemic was the one against Alexa Bliss, where Alexa was taking the piss out of her because of her size. Yeah. Won the match at WrestleMania. Feel good moment. That was a feel good moment. But then the bully got the one up a month or two later at Money in the Bank I remember by cashing in yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> she certainly did um, and then from there where do we go for Nia Jax the tag team was Shayna Baszler of course which was overexposed oh. as bollocks on the main roster but it's not their fault no it felt like every single pandemic Raw and Smackdown they were there having a tag team match that nobody gave a hoot about yeah uh, the stuff with Lana as well with my hole stuff my hole another uh, highlight up the hole up the hole um <sighs> Like again, like I'm remembering the 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 feel good moment stuff there, uh, and I was just, it was fleeting though, wasn't it? Was it was very fleeting she because was a heel. soon after that, it just like <laughs> the sentiment towards it just changed again. Sort of as soon as that. Is, is that finished? I mean, obviously, Nia Jax is a genius of the business because she played a large part, of course, in creating maybe the biggest women's superstar of all time in Becky Lynch. Yeah. And obviously, she meant to do that on purpose. Meant to do that on not purpose. Just a, not just a clumsy mistake. So, basically, she's done her work and she's gone, right, I'm out. I don't really need to do much else, do I? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, is uh, it a bin? I don't know if it's a bin. A, an, a, a, just about bearable right to end. Yeah, because well, I guess she's still done stuff, right? I mean, she, but she was she was naff, wasn't she? Yeah, I feel bad for saying that, but she was there for that long. It's got to be one of these, isn't it? And the amount of opportunities she was given as well. She was given a lot of opportunities, I feel like, too, and still maybe fell short a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll go with that one. We're going with that one? I'll oh, why? Where else were you thinking? I was thinking maybe all right, because she fulfilled a role as a Ooh. heel. Obviously, the women's tag team with Shayna, I didn't like at all, as I say, but I, I don't know if that was their fault, because it was just overexposed every show. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll, I'll go with that. Because at the end of the day, when I, it became it came down to being a wrestler, 
she was still making those mistakes that maybe other wrestlers on the roster weren't making. Yeah, yeah. after so many years as well. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We're trying to be fair. She was given a lot. She was given a lot. Omos signed with the WWE on New Year's Day 2019 and made his debut on television in June of 2020 where he was a massive ninja. He was a big ninja. He helped Akira Tozawa in the anything you can do, we can do better storyline between the Streety Peas and the Viking G's. Vikings. <laughs> From there, he went to team with AJ Styles. There was a few with Bobby Lashley. He was the doorman for Underground, wasn't he? Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. And everybody was like, who's that big lad over there? It's Jordan O'Megba him. Uh, he had a few with Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania last year. He had the match with Braun Strowman, where Strowman got into the tag team and ricochet because he's like, yeah, we're big. Down with the flippy guys. Uh, just like Braun Strowman likes to talk. And uh, then, of course, we went on to the few with Brock Lesnar for this year's WrestleMania. The little few with Seth Rollins. It's just been a case of he's became an attraction as Paul White will be crying in the corner thinking, that could have been me. Mm. Instead of being worked like a normal professional wrestler, Omos is wheeled in for a match with the intrigue begin. How would this relatively smaller wrestler take down this massive wrestler? Yeah, and then they always end up doing so. They do. Which is a bit of a shame. Lashley did. Lesnar did. Lesnar did. Rollins did. Rollins did. That match with Rollins, though, I think, I think was Omos's best match. Mm, I enjoyed the Lesnar. I enjoyed the Lesnar one as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, the Lesnar one was good as well. The proper throwback ting. Yeah. Good for what it needed to be between mm. two beefy boys. Yeah. Um. But it needs mm. what he's, he's lacking a storyline. Mm -hmm. He's lacking wins, so it can't be too high up the the thing. You'd think bottom of all right. And again, the promo time hasn't really been given to him either, so we have to bring that into account as yeah, well. So I, bottom of all right, sort of territory. Yeah, I think yeah. bottom of all right as well. I think, we, like you said, we need to start sort of giving him a bit, a little bit more of a character, having beat up more than just local jobbers uh, on the lead up to a pay per view for him, only then to lose. Oh, There's I no. There's no real threat, is there? Espe no. Especially against sort of like the the top sort of elite tier, maybe upper mid card athletes within the within the company. There's just, it doesn't feel like there's too much of a threat when we get to a pay per view. We're usually a bit like, ah, uh, well, Omos is gonna take the pin. Yeah. yeah. So storyline and a few wins because remember when we were kids, we had like Kane and the Big Show, and mm. even when they weren't involved in the title pictures, whenever Kane especially appeared, you're like, oh dear. Yeah, it's about to go oh down. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Omos needs a little sprinkle of that. Otis was scouted by Gerald Briscoe and signed by Doreen April of 2016. Tucky, by the way, just it was, of course, heavy machinery was a thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. He was signed back in 2013 before the performance center was a thing, so I'm including him in the list. Uh, the first run on TV came with Tucky, of course, for Otis and heavy machinery. Then in December of 2018, it was announced that the pair would be making the move to the main roster as part of the shakeup. Yes. Uh, they then made a horrible, awkward debut. If you can try and find it on YouTube, it's awful because Lacey Evans comes out and does the walk thing and the crowd oh. is so silent yeah you forget you forget about now with like the crowds of 2023 being more raucous mm. uh, how silent crowds were back in those really bad days of 2018 2017 yeah. 2019 um then you had the stuff with the breakup of heavy machinery which was i think was worked all right for otis not very well for tucky yeah, poor, silver tucky. poor tucky indeed the romance stuff with met 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 the stuff with jack gable both as a heel in the face it's one of the better ones isn't it, it is absolutely one of the better ones, yeah. I think. I think uh, it, he's just so endearing. Yeah. When you watch him, he, he's really lovable. I feel like um, he gets paired with somebody and he also just plays in it, like to his strengths yeah. and uh, puts 100% in all the time. And 
I just, yeah, it's just one of the highlights on WWE TV at the moment, which is such a, I feel like it's a weird thing to say for no. someone like Otis almost. No. I don't know why. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. He's I agree. He He's is. one of a kind. Yeah. Given that theme by Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, what even when uh, Alpha Academy started and they were super serious and they shaved all his hair off and his yeah. beard off, I thought even he worked then as a proper serious, like just big bruising man. He did. He can do it all. He's You're so right. he's 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 a uh, he's dynamic, yeah. adaptable. Yeah. He should be malleable. Malleable, he's definitely porous. Malleable. Not porous. He porous soaks up information. Yeah, like a sponge. Yeah. Porous. No, when he soak it up. Por is that po no porous is when it goes? What's the what's the what's the words in the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song? Absorbable. Absorbent and yellow and porous is. He's here. absorbent. He soaks in everything. Yeah. Including the sun's rays. He do he does. He's a glowing man. He is a glowing <laughs> He's man. A glowing is it best or is it lovely, lovely, lovely though? I'll leave it up to you. It's one of those two tiers. I'm I, I'm not all for putting Otis in the Otis in the best when Chad Gable is in lovely lovely lovely. He's I'm done more saying, than Chad. I'm though. just saying. Come on, he's higher up lovely lovely if Chad's there. I guess he is a Money in the Bank winner. Oh yes, he is. I guess we'll we'll go put him put him here. I'll put him there. We'll I'll go with that. I'll go with all that. Right. Raquel Rodriguez signed with the WWE in October of 2016. On May the 3rd, the next year, she made her debut, uh, her first televised appearance, sorry, in a losing effort where she was eliminated during a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. On February the 16th, 2020, NXT TakeOver Portland, which is where uh, Bianca Belair had her little, ooh, with the NXT Women's Tag, uh, the Women's Championship, but uh, didn't get it because yep. it was, you know, the Charlotte and Rhea stuff happening mm -hmm. then. Uh, she was under the name Raquel Gonzalez. She interfered in a street fight between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox by slamming Knox through a table, allowing Kai to win the match, establishing herself as a heel in the process. She had a gimmick, everybody. She was called Big Mammy Cool. She was. She had motorbikes and leather clothing and whatnot. She was, you know, the stereotypical heavy, the 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 second the bodyguard, the, the bodyguard of the little heel mm. in front of her. Uh, she had a gimmick though, that was the most important thing because upon arriving on the main roster in April of 2022, she's lost all of it. She's a three-time women's tag team champion, once with Aaliyah and two with Liv Morgan. Uh, not the current, because they lost them last week, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. Uh, she's one-time NXT Women's Champion. She's a, a, a two-time, sorry, NXT Women's Tag Team Champion with the, the inaugural ones as well. The mm. first ever with Dakota Kai on both those occasions. Then she was the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament winner with, with Aaliyah in 2022. In NXT. Oh, was, it, was that on the main roster? Was yep. it on the main roster? Uh, the Women's Dusty Classic in 2021 with Dakota Kai. Any more there? She looked... Oh, no, that was it. That's that it. it. I just lost a gimmick. That's I want to just reverse a little bit here, right? We were talking about Aaliyah before. Mm. Are we still saying she's just about bearable, actually, thinking, remembering that she's had a women's tag team title? Yeah. yeah we couldn't I, remember it, could nah, we? they kind of just, like, switch switch on the fly anyway, don't they? I imagine Raquel did most of the work in that as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. she's the gun getting the push. Oh, want Raquel to have more a gimmick. of a character Just make a again, Big Mammy please. Cool again. She was so good in Mammy that versus well. Big Mammy Cool is a lot more oh. captivating than Mammy versus Smiley Back. And that's what we want because <laughs> they're, they're best mates, I think, in real life as well. Mm. They're genuine friends in real life. And, uh, and I want to see that match between them two. But at the moment, if it was Big Mammy Cool like from NXT going up against Mammy right now, then I'd be a bit more like, ooh, yeah. There's a bit of a, there's a little bit of. I don't know if Rhea's going to come out of this on top with this one. Oh, careful. Um, but now with the current gimmick that she's got, I think you're right. It's just. I, I mean, you don't know because she does seem to be heavily pushed. Like she was she always. She is. 
So there isn't a bit of jeopardy, uh, jeopardy for Rhea Ripley even still without the gimmick for Raquel Rodriguez. And she still puts on good matches. Like, do you remember the uh, women's title match she had with Ronda Rousey? I think over Christmas time on SmackDown. Oh, when she did the thing off the top yeah. rope. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I think she's still like mint as a wrestler, absolutely. Just it's gimmick, just the character. Yeah. It's, just the, it's just the gimmick. Oh, I think... I think it's got to be bottom of, bottom of lovely type I of all right sort of because you know she's relatively inexperienced even still having yeah. debuted in 2016 and she's still done quite oh, a lot oh sorry signed in 2016 not even debuted yeah I'm going to put her bottom of lovely actually yeah you, you get but she's a good wrestler it's just a gimmick isn't it yeah just a gimmick uh, Liv Morgan was apparently discovered at Joe DeFranco's gym in New Jersey where and then she signed a new uh, first contract with the Dorino October 2014 her first televised appearance came at uh, NXT TakeOver colon rival uh, on February 11th 2015 as a planted fan who jumped on Tyler Breeze during his entrance. Plant plants in yeah. NXT back then as well. You would never think that, would you? Yeah. Uh, October the twenty October twenty fifteen, she briefly worked under the ring name Marley. Would and me. A, would have been a good tag team partner if she had a tag team partner called me. It's Marley and me. Uh, she debuted on the November fourth episode of NXT, uh, Good and Proper, where she worked as a jobber and a loss to Eva Marie. Wow. On December the second uh, episode of NXT, uh, she made a debut under the new ring name Liv Morgan, where she was like. She lost to Emma, but she had the gimmick of like she was the female Enzo in my mind, like a joysy girl, a joysy girl with the the yeah. cap and whatnot, and the bit of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember her theme started with a yo 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 yo. yo. <laughs> remember? Yeah, I do remember was... that. Yeah. <laughs> then of course she got the main roster as part of the Riot Squad, where just everything sort of changed. She became less of a charva, yes, and more of a gothy. She yeah. Grunge, brother. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a Harley Quinny type. Yeah, and now she's in her final form of Sabu a few years on. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what she's won, uh, she's a, a, a one-time SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championship, a two-time Women's Tag Team Champion, and the Women's Money in the Bank in the Bank, the Bank in 2022. Um, and she's a Women's Champion. She's a Women's Champion yeah. as well, of course. Down, off the back of that. Champion, yeah. Pinning Ronda Rousey, no less. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be towards the top. I think it's got to be towards the top as well. I think she's now as well on a trajectory that sort of we got her finally winning the championship which was a big deal I think a lot of people wanted to see that yeah. and then obviously there was some booking decisions that made her look a little bit weak yeah. and people kind of like I feel like turned on her a little bit but then she lost the plot became Sabu and just she started did. doing all these moves off the tables and whatnot and now I wonder if if where we are at the time of this recording with her going away with, with her injury and everything yeah. if she comes back at Royal Rumble maybe even wins that maybe it writes like, itself it writes itself doesn't it for a Wrestlemania match between her and Rhea Ripley um, who used to be tag team partners of yeah. course he was so like, she was like there. the sub to Mammy's Dom. Dom yeah not Dom Dom just Dom just Dom uh, I think you're right I think oh so I think lovely I think towards the top of lovely I think towards yeah. the t- well I think actually I'm going to go top oh. I think top of lovely oh yeah Oh, Rick Boogs. Uh, he lost to Drew Gulak on the February the 6th, 2019 episode of NXT, which was his television debut. Leading up to WrestleMania 37, Boogs played an Old Spice representative character, uh, Joseph Average slash the Night Panther. Do you remember that? No. In several backstage adverts. Remember, he's like, he put a mask on, the Night Panther. Oh, uh, I do remember that, yeah. To advertise Old Spice pit spray and pit rub. Uh, Rip Boogs would then make his SmackDown debut uh, a few months later playing Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. to the ring where Pat McAfee made him a superstar with a his reactions bonafide superstar there was a shame of the massive injury at Wrestlemania 38 the first match of night one where they would take on the Usos Nakamura and Boogs where Boogs tried to pick up both Usos and his knee gave way and that yeah. was horrible and now he's just lost 
It was his big moment, that wasn't he's it? Lost. He's lost. He's just that injury completely derailed him. He came back as this weird version of himself where he was boogs and out and other cringy things that didn't they weren't quirky enough. On yeah. the side of quirky and cringy, it was too much towards the cringe, which I know all about, obviously. That's where I live. Well, yeah, I live there as well. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's he's not been able to sort of regain that steam, has he, from that? And, and that's such a shame as well, because... The, that match at WrestleMania started off really, really good. Yeah. I think everybody was sort of behind uh, Shinsuke and, and Boogs and that, and then yeah, unfortunately, the injury just derailed everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a, is it all right? I don't think it's much higher than all right to be honest with you. For Rick Boogs, I know he's fantastic. I, I find him very captivating I when he's giving good stuff. Bottom of all right. Bottom of all right, yeah. I think I'll go there. I'll go there because it's it's a, it's, a, it's better than just about bearable. I think. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see where he would have went with the, if the injury didn't happen when it happened. Yeah, definitely. Were they going to win the tag team titles then? They were sponsored by whoever sponsored that match. Yeah, you, yeah, because what was it? it was uh, red, and orange, and yellow. Lucas had a smarter than that. Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah. Well, I don't know who it was. No, what, what? Yeah, it was something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Who knows where he could have gone? Anyway, on a, a pair of wrestlers called Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, who Who's formed that? a tag team uh, in 2014 upon Dash Wilder arriving at the Performance Center because they briefly worked together on the Indies back in 2012. Apparently, on day one of Dash Wilder arriving at the Performance Center back in 2014, uh, during a promo training session, mm. Dusty Rhodes was convinced that they need to be a tag team, and the rest has been history. Um, they went from going from chance of like, which one are you? Which one are you, good sir? I can't tell you apart. Those sort of was that NXT Takeover London? Yeah. I swear they happened there. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, Dash Wilder and uh, Scott Dawson went on to become NXT Tag Team Champions two times, Raw Tag Team Champions two times, SmackDown Tag Team Champions one time. And there's a 24/7 reign there for the pair of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a Triple Crown winner for the tag team title, the NXT uh, end of end of year awards for the tag team of the year in 2016, and match of the year in 2016 for their exploits against DIY. It is, of course, the revival. It's uh, it's unspoken, right? It's it, got to be at the best. It's got to be. You think so? I think so. Even though, oh yeah, because it, it's symptomatic of tag team wrestling. What happened to them in WWE? Like Vince McMahon famously didn't like tag team wrestling. No, and um, it's, like it's not their fault. No, it's but, because they still had the chops. They were fantastic. They had incredible matches in NXT. Yeah, maybe the stuff on the main roster didn't live up to those kind of heights. But at the I same remember time, that debut on the main roster where they took like challenged the New Day, like came out and faced mm. New Day. I think it was Dawson, as he was known back then. Dax Harwood just kicked over the ice cream little bicycle thingy, and I was like, "Here we go, evil here man. we eff and go, evil man." And then it just came to nothing. There was obviously those plans that were leaked of their new outfits and whatnot. The... They were shaving each other's backs at one point yeah, as well, which is weird, even though I think that's what good friends would do. Oh, if you yeah, can't reach absolutely. your back. I mean, I wouldn't. Have yeah. you got a hairy back? I got like straggly bits on my shoulders, and that's about it. I've got no, man. Yeah, no. Lovely, silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of FTR or the revival, sorry, I think lovely. Oh, I'm. I tell you what, what I'm looking at what our options are in the best there. I think the ones in the best did more, have done more. I've been yeah, involved. are we limiting them though just because they're a tag team? Because they're symptomatic of tag more. team wrestling, yeah. It's not our fault that Vincent Mann likes tag team not. wrestling. I'll tell you what would have maybe pushed them over the edge is if oh, yeah. that uh, FTRKO stable took off the ground. Oh, when that was flirted with for yeah, a little bit. Did enjoy that. Oof. Are we going top of lovely then? I'll go towards the top oh, of lovely. Yeah. All right. Because you look at where Montez Ford is there. I'd say Montez was higher oh. up than FTR, or the revival. 
Olivia Hodefa now. She didn't want to move. She's politicking. <laughs> Shayna Baszler debuted as part of the Mae Young Classic in 2017, where she defeated. She was defeated in the final, sorry, uh, by Kyrie Sane on October the 3rd of that year. She officially announced her signing with the company uh, after started training at the Performance Center. She made a televised debut as a proper fully fledged PC gal by attacking Kyrie Sane on December the 27th of that year. On January the 10th, 2018, she made an in-ring debut, good and proper, defeating Dakota Kai by referee stoppage. She won the NXT title at NXT TakeOver New Orleans against Ember Moon, mm. that lovely Scottish lass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was one hell of a rain in there as well. She then went to the main roster in 2020? 19, 20, whatever year it was, where she turned into a vampire and then became the only lady ever, or only person ever, to win the Elimination Chamber by eliminating everybody. Mm-hmm. It was all looking good. Then she lost to Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It was 2020, wasn't it? She yes. lost to, uh, to WrestleMania to Becky Lynch. She then went away to have a baby, to be a mammy. Um, then the tag team with Nia Jax happened, which wasn't good as we spoke about already. The stuff now around the Rousey, business is picking up again, where she looks like being the badass baby face we never thought she could be. No. Looking at how evil she was in NXT. It's weird because she's like, she's not necessarily a baby face, is she, for what she's done? The but crowd because the crowd love it. Yeah. Because, because, you know, the sentiment what you're saying towards is true. Wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I still am a huge Shayna Baszler fan, but like her stuff in NXT was so good. Mm. I thought like her matches were consistently good. The title defenses were consistently good. And I was so excited when she won. Uh, elimination Chamber, and then there was obviously all this, all, all the talk about her winning the Royal Rumble, and then that got changed at the last minute to be Charlotte Flair winning instead. Ugh. Do you remember? Ugh. And then yeah, she became a vampire, and sort of things went. It's the from way. There. It's the way she lost at WrestleMania as well to Becky Lynch. She had that. She locks on the Carafuda clutch, obviously. Yeah. And it's the one reversal she gets done by every single time. Mm. Oh, I, I hope we do. I've been and. You already know this from just like pictures videos that we've done. I'm always like Shayna Baszler, yeah. push it to the moon, to get her back to where she once was before. Hopefully, this feud is going to do it for her. I, tell you, I was thinking because there was rumours that Ronda's going to go away for a bit, isn't there? And I was thinking now, maybe Shayna could send her there with a good, you know, good yeah. conclusive win. But Tom's put the idea in my head that they could have a DQ that like they did on a recent house show in Mexico City oh. uh, that then could lead to extreme rules where there'd be a fight pit. Oh, and then I... maybe Shayna could spaff in Ronda's face and send her away there. Maybe. Why can't we get the fight bit of something? Because it's already a gimmick match, isn't there? Apparently Brock and Cody. Yeah, but we can have multiple ones, can't we? It's the biggest party of the summer, after all. Uh, but Shayna's NXT stuff definitely outweighs the main roster stuff, and it just depends. Yeah. There was a long period of time where she was doing not much Yes, on the I main agree. roster. Yeah. Um, so it depends where, how far you want to pull that down. Because, well, my, my bias is that I think she's great. I'd put her in lovely. I'd say top of lovely, you know? Yeah. Just the NXT. Do you remember how good she was as an evil NXT champion that when Rhea Ripley won the title, it was a big moment? Remember it was Yeah, like towards, and then everybody came out. Towards the end of the year, yeah. yeah. That was, I was watching that episode with me, Dad. And I was like, hey, she's pretty good at it. Oh, shit, what are you doing with your life, son? No. What's this? What's this rubbish? I go down pub, li- drink pint gravy, <laughs> see real fighting. He does. <laughs> 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 oh yo none of this fake nonsense not yeah. that pub anyway that's where we're putting Sarah yeah, yeah she's, she's top like the top really really good uh, Sonya Deville was eliminated third uh, from Tough Enough in 2015 she then signed a contract probably better than the ones the winners got of course mm. based off what Mandy got uh, in October 2015 her first televised appearance in a ring debut under her real name came on October the 17th 2016 where she competed in the six women tag match I said earlier against the women who have different names to what they had back then Nikki Cross and Carmella and stuff like that uh, December the 21st, 
first episode of NXT. Uh, she competed in her first singles match where, where she was defeated by Billy Kay thanks to a distraction from Peyton Royce. As I can see the card <gasps> counting down again, so we'll stop there. May 2017, she was renamed Sonya Deville and came close to a title thing in a triple threat match with a vacant title that Ember Moon won back then. Mm. Then we have the stuff with Absolution, the feud with Mandy Rose, her stuff as the general manager, and now latterly as a Karen with Chelsea Green, she's found her calling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah took a bit, didn't it? Current, got there. current main roster tag team champion, of course. Yeah, I think I think she's a case of what might have been because she was a shoot fighty lady yes. before she came to the PC, and she was presented as such as a wrestler, mm. but not really booked like one. Yeah, I don't know what it. I I never really gelled with that gimmick when she was doing that in NXT. I thought put it, your hair up and square up. Yeah, it, <sighs> is that why? Because the bold. What? Because you can't put your hair up and square oh, up. Yeah, so I had, I had <laughs> hair at that point. I had hair at that point. Um, like, I felt like that gimmick there didn't really make a standout against some of the others as well. I don't know what it was. Some, sometimes with gimmicks, I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes when they try and make you stand out from other people, it almost just also kind of like pushes you back in, into the... Wow, philosophical of you. I don't, know what, I, don't, I don't know why, but it just never really gelled with me. I think now she's completely turned it around and found her sort of, yeah, like you said before, a call, a call in a little bit. As a Karen. As a Karen. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of what could have been... Mm. I think if Mandy's there, I think, and it's harsh to say, I think maybe Sonya's a step below. But is that too far of a step below, considering I... the people who are in all right? Mm. It's got to be towards the top of all right if it is all right. Um... Yeah. W I'd go... Ooh. 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 Tough one. Would we go between... Between Caden and Katana and Enzo and Cass? I'll go there if you, you want. You go there? We'll put her in there? Why like... was she the general manager again? She just was, wasn't Why she? Why not? Just, just, yeah. She, but then she was an awful general manager. It's a bit like um, Catherine Tate's character on the US office, where she just commandeered the manager's office and uh, yeah, just called yeah. herself the manager. Yeah, yeah. It did feel like that. Nelly. Not on mine, Nelly. <laughs> Up oh, the Nelly. Uh, Via. Obviously, we're leaving Via to last because that's when he comes. Uh, Via was signed to Dury on uh, January the 14th, 2018. On the 25th of March, 2020, uh, on NXT, of course, Via and Sanger and their manager, Malcolm Bivens, made their televised debut. Remember? I Malcolm do remember. Bivens. Uh, they attacked NXT tag team champion. Matt Riddle, who mm -hmm. didn't have his tag team partner Pete Doon nope. uh, with him because Pete Doon would have been locked in England because of the <laughs> pandemic and that, wouldn't he? Uh, the following week, Bivens introduced uh, them as Rinku and Surav mm. uh, while reviewing their tag team name to be Indusher, which means Indian Tigers. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it either mm. until Wikipedia told me. Up oh, the Wikipedia. Then we have, of course, the partnership with Shanky on the yep. main roster where Shanky became a dancing man. He did. If you've seen Shanky, let us know because we're worried about him. Where's, yeah, he, where's been? he Where's he been? I don't know. He's out on the dance floors. Ah, He's, that was his true calling. The city has claimed him now. It <laughs> certainly has. Um, then he threatened to come all over Raw for absolutely ages, of course, so did Via. Um, and then before he went back to NXT to reform the tag team with Sanger, mm. they were presented wonderfully well and injuries got in the way of their feud with the Diamond Mine, which could have been really special because yep. the Diamond Mine are fantastic. And now they've got Jinder Mahal as their manager, uh, her singer and... Uh, singer? Singer? Via and Sanger. My God. Singer. It's been a long singer video. Singer and dancer. Hold me close, a tiny dancer. dancer. Uh, Via has got to be one of the bottom two tiers. I agree. Um, where does Via go in the tier? Where does Via go from here? Uh, I think... Just about bearable. Very Via, 
Onomatopoeia? That's not onomatopoeia, is it? No. Is it? I don't know. No, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I'd say... Between... Mm. It's not his fault, is it? It's not his fault, because it's definitely the way that he's... I th- I'm thinking bin, you know. You're thinking the bin? When he's appeared on the shows, what what's captivated you? Nothing. That's true. Sanger had his run as a, as a spiritual man with uh, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferros yep. in NXT, where he promised them a spiritual experience, mm. and then got back with Veer. So he turned heel, in my opinion. I tell you what, at least well, Sanger's done something though. But Veer, yeah. it's just threatened to come all over all for ages, which I don't think was by design. No, I think they just saw what was happening on social media and thought, eh, "We'll just continue oh, doing it." it. Um, and since arriving, it's just I, at, at the moment as well. And the, like them, Indushare as a tag team don't feel threatening either. Nah. Like if they were as threatening as what they are, why haven't they gone for the tag team title? Like. Yeah, you know what you know need what I mean? to do? Get Sanger right and put him in his little pants and UFC fighting gloves like he was in NXT. Oh yeah, and let, his, yeah let his chest he go hairy. Great. He looked, he looked great like that. Horror, like Sebastian Turkai. Yeah, was that his name? Yeah, yeah, that's his name from a- Turkai, ECW yeah. back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sebastian Via looks, and I'll always say this in every single video that I'm in that has Via in it. Uh, just looks like a nice huggable man. He doesn't scare me at all. He just no. looks lovely, lovely soft. And I'm beard. sure he is lovely as well. It's got to be then. Mm, I'm, I'm going to say just about bearable. I'm going to put him just underneath Aaliyah. If even Marie wants to move at it, way. There we go. There we go. I'd have put him in the bin for what it's worth. Would I you think actually? He's been terrible. He's, been te- he's not been worth them. They're not been worth the paper his contract's written on. Uh, yeah, no, you make a good point. Nah, you, you leave him there. It's I'll fine. But we must find out now who has been the best graduate from the WWE Performance Centre mm-hmm. by doing the following thing. This is all down to you, Andrew, of down course. Has Becky Lynch made more of an impact, more of a splash on the main roster or the, the world of wrestling as a whole Absolutely. than Alexa Bliss? Absolutely. Has Baron Corbin done more things and made more of an impression than Becky Lynch has? No. Has Bianca Belair done more than Becky Lynch? No. Has Braun Strowman slash Strowman done more than Becky Lynch? No. Has Carmella done more than Becky Lynch? No. So there we go then. In terms of people who were signed to the company after the PC opened its gates or doors, whatever is on the front of it, for the first time ever, the best thing to come out of it has been Becky Lynch. Absolutely. Do you agree with that? All that time to come to that conclusion. All that time. But would you agree, though? I would, absolutely. Yes, good, I'm glad. In terms of the people who, you know, weren't already there when the PC opened their doors, which, of course, the video would be 12 hours long if we did that. Yeah, it would Um, be. So, Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. By some distance as well. Up the Lynch. Up the Lynch. Let us know how round we are in the comments down below. I have been Gary YouTube, joined by this Gary YouTube as well. And we'll see you very soon. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.